Lead Generation Strategies for B2B Tech Companies, a podcast by Brightvision. Here, you will learn how to generate great leads from the most experienced B2B sales and marketing people. Your host today, and always, is Jakob Levenbrand, CEO at Brightvision. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the B2B Lead Gen podcast for tech companies. My name is Jacob Lewenbrand, Managing Director of Bright Vision, as well as host of this podcast. Today, in this episode, we have a very special guest with us, Lindsay Chepkema, CEO and co-founder of Casta, which is a marketing platform uh, that hosts and builds a system of structures around branded podcasts. A very interesting topic we will discuss is how to succeed with B2B content marketing by using podcasts. So this is really the podcast about podcast here today. And Lindsay is a marketing professional, have been working for over 15 years in different B2B marketing roles, including running her own consultant agency, as well as speaking at conferences and so forth. And it's really good to have you on the show. So welcome, Lindsay, today. Thank you so much. It's so good to be here. I'm, I'm all about podcasts, about podcasts. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, we're really interested in diving into this, um, especially for us here at Bright Vision, who runs a podcast ourselves, but from many other ways, and primarily, for, of course, for all the listeners who are B2B marketing professionals, to most extent. But before we dive into the podcasting theme, I think it would be great if you just could uh, tell us a bit about your story and background and how you ended up becoming a podcast evangelist and expert. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. I mean, you, uh, you touched on some of it, but basically my, my background is marketing. So I spent the last 15 years of my career um, in various roles in B2B marketing. So that was on the, the corporate side, representing the brand of, of different companies. Um, and then on the agency side, so I've worked at marketing agencies, working to, uh, on the strategies and campaigns of, of different brands. Um, and I've, I've done my own thing. I've, I've been a consultant um, on my own. So I've seen it from all different angles. And, you know, one thing that remains the same is, is those that succeed are the ones that connect with their audiences. Um, most recently, I was, before starting Casted, I was the um, VP of brand and content at a global enterprise SaaS business um, leading all of the, the content for the company around the world and said, hey, we know we're this, this almost two decade old company and we're doing lots of things right, but we also were, were missing our, our voice, literally and figuratively, um, saw the need for a podcast and the opportunity that was there and launched one. Got to see really up close and personal what, what that was like um, and the good, bad, and the ugly of, of being the, the host of the show and um, kind of the strategist behind the show along with my team. And pretty quickly saw that there, it was a great, it did everything we wanted it to do. It, it reached our external audience and also our internal audience of, of sales and customer success and sales enablement around the world. Um, but also there wasn't a whole lot of technology for me and for my marketing team representing the company. Everything was kind of made for the independent podcaster, right? Um, didn't measure what I wanted. didn't help me work with my team in the way that I wanted. And so um, when the opportunity arose to start Casted and build the thing that I wished to see, um, that's, that's how Casted was born. Yeah, what a background and really interesting uh, journey to, to start this uh, company called Casted. So how many years have we been working with Casted now? So Casted just had its first birthday um, on April 29th. So we are, we're in year two, uh, very early on in year two. 
Ah, yeah. fantastic. First <laughs> birthday. Well, congratulations. A very okay. exciting venture you're on there. Yes, very much so. Very much so. Yeah, I think it's a safe bet to say that betting on the podcasting content area is, is quite safe. <laughs> Since it's more or less <laughs> I mean, exploding. I think so. Yeah, yeah. So if we go a bit into podcasting as content marketing, so to say, for B2B companies, mm -hmm. uh, why do you believe podcasting is such a good way to use as content marketing for B2B companies? Mm, so many reasons. So first and foremost, um, I like to tell the story about how, you know, I didn't start Casted because I love podcasts. No, I do love podcasts, but I started Casted because I, I believe so deeply about authentic conversations and the, the role that they can and should play in, in a brand. Um, the brands that understand that they are not B2B or even B2C, that they're human to human, regardless of, of what the brand is or what they're selling, those are the ones that you really love to work with. Those are the brands that, whether it's you know, as, a, as a personal consumer or as a, um, a purchaser on behalf of my company, those are the ones that you really love to buy from and to do business with. And podcasts offer a really unique opportunity to create that connection, to establish that trust and that relationship. Why? Because you, know, you and I are having a conversation and we are inviting all of your listeners to listen in on it. And while lots of other content is great and all serves a purpose, I'm a huge content fanatic, um, but it doesn't do this, right? So brands have this opportunity to leverage podcasts as a way to establish trust, establish connection with their audiences in a way that no other content can. And then as a step two, they can provide, it's, it's not either or, it's not just do a podcast or do everything else. It's saying, yeah, start with a podcast, have a conversation with somebody who's really interesting and relevant to your audience, and then churn a lot of other content out from it. So what blog posts can you pull from this conversation? What social media content can you pull from this conversation? How can you invite people to go deeper once they've listened to this, this conversation? Or maybe they find you somewhere else. How can they go deeper by taking a next step to listen to this conversation? So it's just this, this really, really interesting fun, cool way for brands to establish that human-to-human -human connection um, with their audiences. That's fantastic. And do you see a lot of interest in this now, or where is we in the adoption curve of podcasting as a content mm. medium, would you say? Yeah, so more and more, I mean, I'm sure all of us, all of your listeners have heard podcasts are everywhere, right? Listenership is on the rise, listenership is booming. Um, you know, exponential increases in the number of people who are listening to podcasts. In fact, um, there was some research done in 2018. Um, I'm sure the numbers obviously have changed over the last year and a half, but uh, as of 2018, um, in the U.S. alone, if you were not listening to podcasts, you were in the minority, right? So more people are listening to podcasts now than are not. So listenership is booming. Podcasts are huge. People like to consume content this way. But what does that mean for brands? well, where, and all of, all of your audiences is, is uh, marketers, right? Most of them are, so they know where, where the audience is, so too go the marketers. That's where brands go, like where your listeners are, where the eyes and ears of your audience is, that's where you want to be as well. So the, while podcasting is huge, it's still relatively new for brands, right? So the brands that are stepping in now have a huge opportunity to really own their space in this channel. So it's podcasting in and of itself, we're, we're riding this big wave, but we're still at the front of the wave as far as using it as part of a content marketing strategy for a brand. Definitely, I agree. It's 
totally booming. So I suppose uh, a lot of companies will, will start using that as a medium of the coming year as well. Just as you say, it's an important arena to be in. So uh, actually, we did this journey last year at Bright Vision when we started up this podcast. But for a new company, I would say there is probably a lot of learnings and things we should have thought about before we started. <laughs> but uh, where... As a marketeer, do you recommend a company to start if they want to use podcasting as a brand tool to, to yeah. enhance their brand presence? Sure. A um, couple of things. One thing I always say over and over again, anytime anyone's starting a podcast or even rethinking their podcast or want to make it better, is ask yourself two questions. Who's it for? Why are you doing it? So who's it for, right? So as marketers, we think about this all the time. Who's our audience? Who's our, who are our personas? Who's our target? But the more narrow you can get, the more defined you can get is, are you speaking to all marketers or are you speaking to, you know, marketing managers in this demographic, in this country, in B2B or B2C, like the more narrow you can get, the more defined you can get, the more relevant that content's going to be, because it's really easy to pull people onto your podcast and to get people, you know, to join in as guests. But the more niche you can be, the more relevant and meaningful and different your show is going to be. And therefore, the more engaged your audience is going to be. Now, your audience might be a little bit smaller, but as we know in B2B, it's not really the volume. It's not really the, the quantity of people. It's do you have the right people listening? So who is it for? Mm. And then why are you doing it? Is it for just straight up brand awareness? Well, what does that mean? Is it to gain, um, is it to build the personal brand of whoever your host is so that you can build that platform out bigger and that person can get more speaking opportunities and build relationships? Okay, that's a different goal. Is it to, in, to this, to that? You know, if, the more you can have clearly defined, why am I doing this? The more you can measure and, and define and have a clear expectation of what success looks like. So start with those two things and then start to, to build out the show. Again, like what's your format? Is it going to be interview or in a monologue? Are there gonna be lots of hosts? Are you gonna do seasons? So start to ask yourself those questions, but you really can't even start to name the show or pick your technology or anything like that until you understand who it's for and why you're doing it. Well, that's a great starting point there. So do you think you should build a show around a front person or have a team or different uh, you know, competencies? What, what's the recommendation there yeah. to a, you know, an average B2B company? So, okay, I kind of the long answer to that question is I always tell, I, I recommend that companies do a season, start with seasons as opposed to saying, we're going to do a weekly show forever and ever. That's fine. I've, I've done that before. It's great. There's no reason really not to, it's not, there's nothing wrong. However, if you do seasons, you give yourself a little bit of wiggle room. You give yourself some space and some flexibility. Mm. If you start with season one and you know, this person is the host and you're going to talk about apples, right? Apples is the topic. And here's the format. It's going to be a 30 minute long show. We're going to air it every Wednesday. Um, and you do that for six or 10 or 12 episodes. And then you start to, you look at how it's performing. You look at the, the anecdotal feedback you're getting. You see how you feel about it. You took it, you look at your learnings and your process. Maybe you take a little break, whether that's one week, one month, one quarter, you come back and you say, okay, our show season two, looks a little bit different. It's a little bit shorter, maybe. Um, the, we're going to keep the host, but the, we're gonna, instead of talking about apples, we're going to talk about oranges. And it gives you an opportunity to shift and change a little bit. And so where does your team come into that? Well, think about who, who is your host. Is it necessarily the front person and the person who's the personality? Not always. It should be the person who really knows about the subject matter that you're talking about and who can really have natural, interesting conversations with your guests, right? 
what's going to be the most interesting to listen to? Um, who on the back end is going to be um, working with your guests and scheduling and, and making sure your guests feel prepared and, and know that the shows go live so they can help share? Who's going to be doing your editing, and your, your engineering and making sure that your show sounds good? And then obviously, most importantly, that we feel it casted, who's going to be working in a promotion? It's not enough to simply create a great show. What are you going to do with it? When you push it out into the world, that's a great first step. But how are you going to wring out that content and use it across other marketing channels? How are you going to take that content and turn it into blog posts and social media content and email content as well? Um, so think about those things on the back end as well. And again, yeah, when you start with that who it's for and why you're doing it, as you evolve over you know, episodes and seasons, when you have that anchor point of who it's for, as long as that stays consistent and you're building that consistent audience and you're not constantly changing who you're talking to, you can talk to that person continuously in different ways and, and say, you know, how do you feel about this topic? How do you like, you know, this format? Um, and it gives you an opportunity to, to work together as a team to continue to appeal to that audience in new and different ways. Uh, that's a great, great answer to that. So just a very short follow-up question is that how long is a season do you think and what frequency should you update with new episodes with? Yeah, um, so I'm gonna sound like a broken record. <laughs> it all depends on who it's for and why you're doing it, right? So um, know your audience. Sometimes uh, I know of one of our customers, they have a show that's daily and it's very successful and they've been doing it daily for a couple of years now um, because that's what their audience wants. Their audience is hungry for the content that they're putting out. I know a couple of others that are doing a show every other week or maybe even once a month because they're doing really rich, deep content and the marketing that they're doing in between is keeping people engaged. They're not expecting people to be like, oh, you know, this show just went live. It's been a month and I'm going to listen to it. They're, they're continuing to nurture their, that audience in between. So again, what does your audience want, which can be hard to define sometimes, but if you really know who they are, maybe you ask them, maybe you talk with them, maybe you, you look for a little bit of feedback, um, you can answer that question. And as far as a season, again, um, I think just a, a, if you're looking for an actual number, I don't know, try for eight or 10 shows, but really what is, it's, it's like when I was in college and um, you know, the teacher would assign a, an essay and you know, we would all say, how long do you want it to be? One page or three pages? And she'd say, as long as, as it needs to be, to write the essay. And I would say the same thing for a season. How long does it need to be for you to really explore that topic or for you to really make sure that you include all the subject matter experts that you have access to for that subject, right? Um, and maybe that's only four shows. Maybe that's 15 shows. But again, who it's for, why are you doing it, and what is that topic and how long is it going to take for you to really explore it in a way that's going to be interesting to that audience? Mm, yeah, great answer. So um, I was thinking about since more and more companies get online with podcasting content and uh, starting shows and so on, I think uh, we'll pretty soon see the same competition around podcasting content and promoting shows as we see today around blogs and, and you know, more traditional social media channels and so on. So what is the best way to promote the podcast? Mm, good question. So it's to not stop at simply publishing it and then telling people, hey, we publish a podcast. Um, I see that a lot in that, hey, we have this podcast, we published it to Apple and we're gonna go on social media and say on Twitter, hey, our show is live and then you expect people to listen to it. Those that are most successful are the ones that once they hit publish, 
that's just step number one. That's, that's the first step out of an entire process of promoting that content, that conversation, and that entire show. From there, once you hit publish, it's okay. First of all, it's where am I publishing it? So yep, it's Apple, Spotify, Google, all the players where your audience expects to listen to podcasts. That's great. Awesome. Those are great tools. Those are great resources, great platforms that are more or less you know, free, um, at least monetarily speaking, uh, to be able to promote your show. That's great. But what else are you doing? Are you publishing it onto your own website? Are you owning that audience? Are you directing people say, hey, I published my podcast, come listen to it on my website, in my home, come to my real estate, come to my um, place where I can help to create an exceptional brand experience for you because I own the context in which you're consuming this content. So that's that's one of the first steps. The first step is publishing it to all the, all the big players. Yep, check that box, that's great. Step two, make sure that you're publishing it on your own website so that people are consuming that content within the brand experience that you can control and make sure it's fantastic and that you're also able to collect data about how people are consuming that content on your website so that you can continue to make it better and better for them. Three, um, how are you taking that content and wringing it out and using it across other, other marketing channels? So do you have a transcript that you can not necessarily just publish word for word the transcript, although that's I'm sure that's an option, but how are you taking that and, and leveraging it as starter content for blog posts, right? So you and I are having a great conversation. How could you pull two, three, four blog posts out of what we're talking about and dig deeper into some of the topics that we've talked about and publish those, you know, separately over the next couple of weeks and keep linking back to this podcast so that people can go deeper or that people that listen to this can dig deeper by reading the blog posts. Um, how are you taking clips from this episode and publishing them as say audiograms on social media so that again, people find it, people come across your content, say, this is, this is really interesting. Click through it, come back, listen to your show. On that show page that you have, are you, are you linking to other resources so that if somebody really likes this conversation, they can consume other um, content from you and engage with your brand in, in even deeper, deeper, richer ways. So again, it's really just looking for ways to ring it out and use this conversation just as step number one across multiple other marketing channels. Yeah, great answer there. So uh, what do you think is the hardest part to, to succeed with when you start a podcast or what are the most uh, likely mistakes you do when you're starting out? <laughs> do you have hmm. any? I think one of them is hitting publish and thinking you're done. Um, that's, that's one of the big reasons we created Casted is to say, is to make it easy for podcasters, for hosts that typically are wearing a lot of hats within their organization. They're not just a podcast host, right? They're also a marketing director, a marketing manager, a content marketing manager. They're also writing a lot of content, publishing a lot of content. So um, I get it, but if you're going to go through all the work of creating a podcast, it's a lot of work. Um, you know that, I mean, you're hosting one right now. Um, mm -hmm don't stop with just publishing. And so I, I see that a lot, that once, once the show is created, there's this like, oh, okay, the show's done, on to the next, right? And they're, they're, the marketers are already sprinting onto the next, not, not even just podcast, but next thing that they're working on. So don't stop there. Make sure that you have processes and ways to um, get as much value as possible out of that show that you just created. Um, I think that's one of the, the biggest mistakes I see because then if you don't, then you don't see the results that you want and then people give up too early before they've really given the show a fair chance. Yeah, that's great to think about. And I can definitely relate to that <laughs> from <laughs> our experiences uh, over the last year here at Brightition, of course. So uh, great tip, highly recommended. So if we're 
going to summarize this a bit, I can definitely say that it's probably a safe bet for most B2B companies to investigate if they should start a podcast, if they not have, and go over all these kind of things. Do you see any, any important trends or things for B2B companies to look into for the, in the podcasting scene in the coming year? Or what do you see this area going? Well, I, there's this big trend with this company called Casted that they should definitely look at. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> let's see. I think, you know, just, um, just do it. You know, I mean, I don't know. I think that's, that's the biggest, uh, I don't know if it's, it's not a trend, but there's, there's kind of two ends of the spectrum that I'm starting to see. And that's those that are saying, just do it, just go create, just go publish something. And then there's those that are like, no, don't just publish something. Make sure that it's great. And they're both right. You know, they're, they're both sides are right. Um, those that are saying just go create and, and publish something. Yeah. Don't, don't get paralyzed with fear of it has to be perfect, right? Because it's never going to be perfect. But at the same time, they're wrong because your listeners don't want to hear you fumble your way through something that you just created. Right. So make sure that there's, again, continue to ask yourself who it's for, why are you doing it? And just authentically pursue connection with your audience and, and your, your listeners can feel that they can hear that if you're if you're trying and you're like hey I'm, we're doing this for you like we we want to connect with you we want to build trust and credibility and relationship with you and this is a new thing and we're trying and we're, we're working on it they'll, they'll hear that right so the, the the go create and just do it is is both right and wrong so do it but do it with care and with authenticity and those that say wait make sure that it's perfect and that you're thinking strategically they're right for all the same reasons that, you know, make sure that you're thinking about who it's for, why you're doing it, um, that you're giving, if you're going to do it, go all in, make sure that you're, you're publishing your show and really thinking through how you're going to get, bring out all the value from it, from it as possible. Um, but don't get paralyzed by it. Don't, don't feel like something has to be perfect and it has to be, you know, award-winning quality from the first episode and you have to have it all figured out because, you know, very few people do. So as far as trends, I don't know, I'm hearing a lot of noise from both sides and I say, you know, find, find your way in the middle. And if you're authentic and you seek to connect with your audience, um, start there. Yeah, that's a great tip for everybody thinking about uh, starting a podcast. So thanks for that, Lindsay. I know there's a lot of our audience who would like to know more about uh, your content and your insights and also what Casted is offering for kind of... Uh, software and services. So where can we send them if they want to get more of your content? For sure. So you can visit our website, which is casted.us. So C-A-S-T-E-D.us. Um, you can find us on Twitter at GoCasted or myself is CastedLindsay, C-A-S-T-E-D-L-I-N-D-S-A-Y. Um, and our podcast, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention our podcast, is um, very, very tight to the brand. It's called The Casted Podcast. Um, so you can check that out there. We've, we just wrapped up season three and we're working on season four right now. And we've talked to everything from hosts. So if you're looking for information or insights on how to be a stronger host, um, we've talked to people behind the scenes. So the unheard voices, the producers and the showrunners behind the scenes. So if that's you, we have an entire season dedicated to you. And we talked to CMOs about rethinking their um, content strategies in the midst of the, the global crisis. So um, we've, we've reached people from every angle. And then the next season that we're launching this summer is going to be all around um, marketing leaders and talking to them about how and why a podcast is so important to their content strategy. So 
podcast so, a podcast figure interesting i will definitely check the last season out there and listening to to your podcast as well so please check out lindsay's uh, company casted.us to get more info about this with that said lindsay it was so good to have you on the show we have learned so much and you have shared so generously on your expertise around podcasting for b2b companies and I wish you all the best with uh, Casted and uh, your venture there. So thank you so much for uh, having us today here on our show. Thank you so much. This was, this was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thanks. And thank you for everybody listening in. So good to have you with us. And uh, stay tuned for our next podcast episode uh, coming up uh, in next week. Thank you so much for today. Thank you for listening to Lead Generation Strategies for B2B tech companies don't forget to subscribe. You will find it where podcasts live. Discover how we can help you with your lead generation activities at brightvision.com.